Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mindverse. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking about going back to school and returning to this online university format and seeing what everyone here thinks about Zoom University. And this is a very special podcast because we are partnering with Study Space. So we have Amia from Study Space here today um, as a podcaster, and she's just going to quickly tell us a little bit about Study Space and what they do. Hey, everybody. I am so beyond excited to be here. Um, let's see. I'm Amia Corman. I am the founder and CEO of Study Space, but first and foremost, I'm a student. And even just being a freshman in college, I feel I can say I've learned a lot so far in all my years of doing this school thing. And basically what I seek to do at Study Space, um, which will be this weekend for real, um, an online resource hub for student happiness. And what I seek to do with that is really help students everywhere dig into why we want to learn and how we can do that in a way that supports our individual goals and most importantly, our long-term health and happiness. No burnout here. So I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Amia. We're so excited to talk. So I guess first off, How's everyone's first, I guess, two, three, first few weeks of school been? How's everyone doing? Uh, I can, all I can say is hanging on. <laughs> Pulling through, bit by bit. <laughs> it's definitely different. Yeah, it feels more like um, I'm chugging out assignments than anything else, but I've been trying to still be present in clubs, even though it's difficult since it's not physical, um, and trying to keep up with that so that I still... Um, kind of focusing on my mission, my goals. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a whole different ball game schedule wise because not only are you doing all your classes, like the walk, you're not walking across campus, you're not catching a bus, you're just like getting up and like sitting at your desk. But yeah. also because like I don't know about you guys, but I'm all asynchronous except for like one recitation. So it's, for me, it's like, I have to actually schedule myself and self-discipline. So that's been like quite, quite different, um, I will say. Yeah, I know you really got to figure out your own rhythm to the day. I think that's what's most different of all when you're not, you know, literally getting up to go to a class every few hours or so. And I mean, even, you know, my coursework is synchronous right now, but it still does feel like I have to take a lot of care to pace myself because at the end of the day, it's like, well, this is my classroom, one singular room and I guess my brain, but you know, how functional that is, we'll have to see, but. <laughs> it's, I also feel like, um, especially during the summer, like I lost my internship due to COVID and I was really scared that that would affect um, different things that I wanted to do in my later years of schooling and my other summer internships that I wanted to to get um, and all of that experience. So I really started overloading myself with different activities because I was scared that I would stop being productive or that I would become depressed if I wasn't keeping myself busy. Um, and while that energy is kind of good to keep up during school, I feel like it can also be, just as Amia just said, leading to burnout. Um, so I, I'm just trying really hard to prevent that, but to also keep myself busy enough to the point where I'm not I don't feel like I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. I agree with that, Jenna, especially for me. Like I had a lot going on in the summer to keep myself busy. And uh, like, I would say that for me, just with all this, with a just bunch of work 
dumped on us all of a sudden. Like I've had to kind of let go of things that I was a part of over the summer. So uh, I think just balancing that for sure and learning to let go of stuff with this new craziness on us. I feel like I've had no time to do anything except school all day. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really weird, but I've been having my best friend come over. She recently transferred to UH, the school that I go to. She lives like 10 minutes away. So I'm just like, okay, come over. We're doing school in the dining room. Let's go. Um, that's yeah. like, that's amazing that you have someone though. Like, I feel like for me, I don't, I don't know if any of you guys are like going back or your school's partly back, but Rutgers is pretty much all online. So it's like, there's not really many people there, like, to just come, like, I, I don't know, you're missing out on, like, meeting new people in your classes, meeting that one person who you're going to stick through this class, and you're going to, like, you're going to struggle, but you're going to struggle together. Now it's more just, like, kind of feels like you and your textbook against, uh, well, everything. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it can be such a struggle to get in, like, that kind of interaction and collaboration. Now you really, you got to be creative. I mean, I don't know. I... I'm speaking as an extreme extrovert, so maybe it's a little bit of a different set of tools we're working with, but I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's, if I hadn't been actively reaching out to people for this summer, and I learned that later than you would even expect, but I don't know what, what would be going down. I mean, I think that we've all got to kind of learn to be even more proactive um, about collaborating with people and actually, I mean, seeing our friends, even if not in person, you know, we have to be more proactive than we were before. Cause I mean, ultimately it's a happiness thing, but it's, it's a wellness thing, right? I mean, there's something chemical about that. I don't know what Maria helped me out on that one. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. It's not, I feel like it's so easy with this online school to forget like our mental health because we're very like, this is going to be tough. We just got to get through it. But chances are okay for sure this is not going away anytime soon there's good chances that even next semester could be online for a lot of schools so I think we need to like take the time now to put in place things for mental health rather than just being like oh it'll be over soon because I feel like that's how I was at the beginning of this and I got to a point where like I'm going to burn out so fast if I don't address this now so it's just it might be hard to take the time to say I need to focus on this but you really do like school can wait for a second you know i also feel like um when everything started just closing very suddenly last march it kind of felt like the world stopped and everything paused um but and it, it can be really hard to remember sometimes that life is still going on and it's not just a to-do list and it's not just always about trying to get through it to get to the next phase because the truth is no one has really ever been through this before especially not in our generation and so um, I feel like no one has really been through this before. And so it's difficult to say when it will end. So we need to remember that life is going on and we need to be mindful. Right. I totally agree with what you guys are saying, because I know a lot of people are just like, you know, let's wait for the vaccine. It'll be over. Look to the future. But it's also important to look in the present and live in the present. Life is still going on, as you said, Jenna. And like, we should definitely focus on our mental health, how we're doing today, and go take each day step by step. I guess one thing I'm curious about with you guys, something I did is like, once I knew the semester was fully online is I was like, yep, I'm definitely changing my schedule because I was like, uh, I'm not doing this online. I don't like, or like I moved, like some people were switching, 
I know some people wanted more asynchronous, some people wanted more synchronous, and like, I, I did knowing the semester was going to be online make you change your schedule or make you, I don't know, maybe take more credits, less credits? For me? Oh, sorry. No, you go right ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I was say for me, back when this first started happening, I was like, I swear if everything's online, I'm going to defer. I mean, I didn't, but like, I was just so fed up at that point. But now, um, like a few weeks before school started, I was like, might as well just add another credit or two because, you know, we're going to be home, just do the assignments and get that A. So I did add um, a sociology class to my schedule. So I actually, I'm doing 19 credits right now. Oh my God. But there's only like two classes that are really um, like messing with my mind right now. The rest are just a bunch of assignments basically. Uh, no, I definitely made a similar decision and decided to kind of load up because I mean, I'm studying kind of a few different things. Like I'm a classical voice major, but I'm also trying to get a certificate in like global French and music entrepreneurship. And there's a lot of things going on. So I figured, you know, I mean, if we have to be at home, at least it's, it's a good time to really dive in to the work you want to do. I have a really packed schedule as well. I don't even, gosh, I barely remember how many credits it is at this point. But I mean, I think it's, it's definitely refreshing, at least from the summer or from the spring when I was still in high school. It's definitely refreshing to have the chance at least to do a lot more really quality work on things that I actually really care about learning about. Because if you have to be stuck inside, I mean, at least, at least you can be really making up, not, I mean, making up for lost time and just doing the deep dive. I mean, I think that's what this time is really good for, if nothing else. I'm actually really curious, Amia, uh, you're a freshman this year. So I, I mean, my freshman year, we were fully on campus until the very end of my spring semester. So I'm just curious as you seem like you're keeping a very positive attitude about it. And I've seen online very mixed reactions from both high school seniors last year as, um, and high school seniors this year, as well as college freshmen. So how have you kind of been navigating that and what's been helping you cope? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, I think that the spring when we all got sent home, I was a lot less um, level-headed about it than I am now uh, because it took a while to solidify. I mean, even just those things that you think are like a given for the end of your senior year, right? That you're raised since you're like four years old, it's going to happen, this, this, and this, prom, graduation, etc. We all graduated in our cars. And, you know, it turned out that surprisingly enough, it was kind of fun. It was really cool. But it was definitely an, an adjustment then. And I mean, not obviously not just, you know, car graduation, but my gosh, not seeing people every day and just having things um, come to a close so quickly like that. But I think as the summer went on, you know, after you could really say, okay, we graduated against the odds, like now we have to deal with what's in front of us. And what really made it easier for me was just focusing, like I mentioned before, on having a really in-depth college schedule full, full of things that I'm really interested in and just finding ways to hone in on the stuff that I didn't have time to do before and that I wouldn't have had time to do if high school had been in person that last half of the year or if this semester had been in person. And as a result, I'm working on two separate business ventures that I know I wouldn't have been able to begin if I was on campus. So, I mean, there's positives and negatives to every situation, but I think um, really digging for what is possible, even when a lot of things aren't, has been the key to 
continuing to move forward and not feeling, you know, like you said, like time just stops. I guess one other thing, okay. So I guess the biggest debate, the biggest thing you see everywhere with Zoom University, I, everyone's seen the meme, like I'm not learning, I'm submitting assignments by 11.59 at night. Um, do you guys think that this online format is, you know, impacting your education or that it's like, you're not getting, like, I know there's a social aspect we're losing, but do you think you're also like losing a lot that like just learning aspect because of these circumstances? I definitely think there is a trade-off. I mean, we still are learning things. Um, for example, for my sociology course, I really like the textbook. It's very interactive. The authors like have videos of themselves talking about things, which is really cool. I never had a textbook like that. And we're still having, you know, for some classes, meetings and our teachers showing the lectures and stuff like that. But at the same time, we aren't getting to use the campus facilities, the libraries, the computer labs. We're not getting to talk to people, go seeing our TA in person or anything like that. And so I really feel that some of the education worth has been lost in that. And I feel that it's unfair that we're still having to pay, or at least in my school, I know most schools, still paying the same amount, if not more. So that part's been a little frustrating. I totally agree with that, especially like there's like a different feel you get when a teacher is t like, you know, drawing or writing out problems on the board and um, directly engaging with students. Students are raising their hands. Uh, there's a definitely a different, more different feel than uh, what we get where teachers are kind of just like writing on Zoom whiteboards. And it just like that can also be exhausting for your eyes to just look at all day. Yeah, I really feel personally that I'm just much more successful when I'm in a classroom. I feel like just paying attention does most of the learning for me and um, having to just stare at the computer screen all day is unhealthy and it just it, like I don't want to be doing this all day just looking at my computer it's annoying. Yeah no it definitely gets exhausting like I I don't consider myself a person that's ever had trouble really paying attention before but now that everything's on Zoom and it's, you know, I'm glad to have a packed schedule because in theory, I'm learning a lot in my readings, in my discussions with my professors and my, and my peers, I'm learning a lot. But there's also the flip side, which is you don't, you don't have a whole room to, you know, take in. You don't have different people to interact with and look at and the classroom is just right here. And so it's definitely been difficult on a literal physical level and just mentally to um, stay engaged with just a screen. I think that would be the main adjustment for me. I kind of have a weird perspective on this because when I was back on campus, I was a commuter. So having my classes, my classes are all synchronous um, right now, at least. Um, but they're also recorded so you can rewatch at a later time, which I'm sure a lot of your guys' classes are like that too. But anyway, I've actually had the opportunity to like do more clubs and um, take classes with perhaps like better professors and things like that, that were previously, if I was on campus at a time or in a place that was too inconvenient for me. Uh, like for example, I'm taking a math class that's from 5.30 to 8.50 p.m. once a week, it's super long and it sucks. But um, I wouldn't have been able to take that if I was still on campus, um, as well as one of my clubs that I'm really enjoying that runs in the evening too, just because I don't, uh, go to the safest campus ever. So it's kind of scary to, to be there at night and I like to avoid that. So in that way, that's something positive about the online learning. But I've definitely noticed in my classes, uh, both in my larger class sizes and my smaller ones, 
definitely a decrease in participation uh, whenever the teacher asks a question and there's kind of crickets. Um, and so I've noticed my teachers trying things like polls and uh, mandatory in-class activities, breakout rooms, that type of thing. But I definitely notice it's difficult to pay attention. But I'm kind of curious as to like how you guys are um, trying to improve your ability to pay attention and how um, you're trying to take breaks from screen time and stuff like that. Any insight on that? Well, I'm trying out the like, okay, so I've always kind of done this where I like I'll do an assignment and I'll take a break. But lately I've been, cause you know, assignments can vary. Some you do in 30 minutes, other ones will take me two hours. So I've been trying to like, set, I have timers like I, um, that I'll set for myself. So if I'm doing, so like I'm reading a chapter that I know I could easily be reading for like 30 hours, I'm gonna set myself a timer for 45 minutes. And then I do like the 15, I forget what it's called. It's like Pavlov's or something where you like Pomodoro work for. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that and it's actually been really helping and I feel like I'm getting more done and just like writing down every like little thing I can possibly think of. Like I break up my assignments. So for example, if I have like, um, so my, cause I'm like all asynchronous, I have a lot of lecture videos to watch. So because of the fact that they're lecture videos, my teachers love to go over. So they'll break it up into like, some of them where it's like two 50 minute videos. So instead of being like, okay, watch all of lecture four, I'll be like, okay, watch the part one video, watch the part two video. Cause when you like check it off, I feel like I'm doing stuff rather than, oh my God, I'm in this endless loop. I've been working forever and I've done nothing. So I feel like that just keeps, keeps your spirits up a bit, keeps you a little motivated when you feel like you have like a mountain of work ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a proponent of keeping a healthy sleep schedule and staying active and doing all those things that you're supposed to do no matter what. But I think as classes have moved online and especially, you know, I'm not even living on campus, like I'm at home in a different state from where my school even is. And so to keep focus and to keep up, I find it's even more important to really hone in on like my emotional well-being and setting myself up to be able to focus and engage as much as possible, even though, you know, I'm pretty much alone most of the day and like that can be kind of difficult, but I try to get a lot more sleep than I used to. And I make an effort to really set aside time that's productive, but that is creative, that is playful, that is enjoyable. And that allows my focus to drift different spaces to kind of get those wiggles out so that when you have to be really focused on one thing, you can bring it all in because you know, the worst feeling is when you've had to be kind of staring at a screen or at one thing for the entire day. And then you realize it's not over and you have no juice left to power through it. And that's what I've been trying to avoid. And I think, you know, once, once I've gotten used to the different schedule and working my kind of health habits around that, it's gotten easier. Definitely same here, um, Mia. Like for me, I would say like those creative spaces are actually like energizing in a way because um, for me, at least they've been like um, going, I'm, I'm someone who has been like an art person when I was really young, but then finally during quarantine, I started taking art class again. So like just having those moments in the middle of my day, I take like a 3 p.m. art class between my classes. Like those moments really like bring me back in a different way than if I just like, you know, rather than take a break, take a creative break is what helpful. I think that's totally so important and I think that's like I think that's the one thing I've truly liked about asynchronous that's like never bugged me is the fact that yes it's hard to set your own schedule but I can like make time for things so what I did is because 
I don't get out much. My parents are still like very like worried about COVID, but like the one place like I'm allowed to go is like I go um I go to a bar and I go like horseback riding. It's this like tiny little barn in the middle of nowhere. Like literally you you would not see it until you turn this little long driveway. But you go there and it's just like so open. There's fresh air and it's just like it, it it's so nice and it's a little like break. It's literally just me spending time with like my favorite little pony like for like an hour. And it's like because of my schedule being asynchronous, what I've done is like certain days, like if I know I have a not super heavy Tuesday, I'll go in the morning, I'll go really early, and then I work at night. And while it's like, well, at first I was like, oh my God, I don't have the time for anything. I'm like, okay, I could have easily, that amount of time I could have easily spent like being unproductive just because my mind is so stuck and all this stuff. But just going then for those like, like two hours in the morning and then coming and working and I'm so much more motivated and I'm so much like happier doing my work because I got outside and I did something that I love and did something that made me like, that made me kind of get out of my head. Cause when I'm there and I'm just like, uh, when I'm there, I'm not thinking about schoolwork and it's just something that like I really needed to get me motivated again. Um, just one thing that really helps me, I've noticed it changed throughout the years. One, the transition to high, from high school to college. Um, and also just depending on my moods and different, you know, wherever I am in life and the situations I'm going through. One thing that really helps me if I'm feeling like extremely down or depressed or feeling like I really can't get myself to do things, uh, whether it's schoolwork or personal care, basic personal care, um, is I would create a really strict schedule for myself. I know a lot of people like those types of rules, uh, they end up just cheating on them and it doesn't really work. And I totally understand that, but for me, it's the only thing that would keep me going. So I sometimes have to schedule my days out by the hour and not just for classes, but for like little things. But, um, and that was very beneficial for me for a very long time. Um, but then when I started entering college, actually I was in my senior year of high school and now into college, it actually started being more detrimental detrimental than helpful because I felt like I was just going through the motions. I wasn't being mindful. Even when I did schedule and time for myself, it was like, oh, get it done. Like get the shower done, get the bath done, like whatever. Um, so just allowing yourself, being able to identify when you need more flexibility versus when you need to be stricter with yourself is very important. And it takes a lot of practice to be able to identify what you need and when, but it's important. Gosh, that's so important. It's taken a hot minute for me to even figure that out because I remember in high school, like my days were just so busy. And I mean, even by virtue of just having that, you know, whatever it was, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. block of time that you could not change. And I would sort of just go through the day and go through all my extracurriculars and do all my homework and collapse into bed. And then at the end of the week, I was so exhausted. I, well, I did sort of just collapse into bed on Friday night and I would have no energy to do anything in the weekend. And it's interesting because you would think you know weekends that were that are considered unproductive traditionally well I really wasn't getting that much of breath of a rest time in because I wasn't actively giving myself permission to take a break to do those maintenance tasks that would like lighten the load for the week ahead to be caring for myself physically mentally etc you just kind of you know break down and let it all loose. And there's totally a place for that. And I think when you structure it and not overstructure, but you know, you, you set aside time that is time to do whatever the heck you feel like doing in that moment, it can be really useful. But I also feel like it's really important 
to make sure that you're defining your breaks to a certain extent, like, you know, everyone was mentioning with setting aside time for being creative, but um, every other kind of leisurely activity that you, that you need to be able to fit into your schedule. I think it's really important that we advocate for those things in our planners or our to-do lists or our calendars or wherever we put all of the things that we feel more obligated to on an external level, because really they do hold the same weight. And I mean, you can't have one without the other successfully. And if you don't take care of yourself during the week because you're just so busy constantly pushing things out um, for other people and, and to just get things off of your list, then by the time the weekend comes, you don't have the energy to perhaps do self-care or to just revitalize yourself. So it is important that we're taking daily breaks and not just pushing it off till the end of the week. Because the truth is, like I had noticed a few days ago, this might be TMI, but I realized I hadn't left my house in four days and I didn't even notice, which is super unhealthy. And I, every day I kept telling myself, I'm gonna take a 30 minute walk today. And I just never did because I was so lost in whatever schoolwork I was doing. But then one time I was like, you know what? I don't care that I'm in the middle of this assignment. I need to get out of my house. And I left for 30 minutes. And look at that. When I came back, my schoolwork was still there. Everything was fine. And the world didn't burn. So, you know, it, it's okay. you have to like give yourself permission and say it's okay to take care of yourself, whether it's for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or an entire day. I can totally agree with you on that, Jenna, like, especially for our mind, I feel like it does something where, you know, if we take a break, it just kind of like, it's like, oh my gosh, what's, it's time that's being lost. And like, you know, we, it tries to reconcile and makes it like, keep going, keep staying how we are. But actually, we need these because even for me, um, sometimes like I'm so into my work that like, I literally like, I don't eat breakfast, which is kind of bad sometimes, but like, I have to, um, like, I've, I've, I've noticed that the days that I don't, it actually like lowers it down even farther, contrary to what my mind wants me to think. But like, we need those self-care breaks. We need the good meals. We need the outdoor time. All right, and something like, I agree with all you guys on this and something just to add to it, cause I definitely, I kind of like, I, the first year I was like, oh, wow, I'm getting so much done. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, it's eight o'clock and I still have time. I, like, I didn't, I finished what I need to do today, but like, oh, I have two more hours before like 10. Like, cause I tried to like finish work. Cause you know, when you're in college, you're going around, maybe you have a late night class. I remember doing like lab reports, like 10 o'clock the night before they were due. Cause they were due at 5am the next morning and like all that stuff. So I was used to working later at night or I see my roommate, her stuff was later at night. But then I realized like, so I, so I was like, oh, I need to be working now. There's like, I was like, so I was like a bit, and then I kind of burnt myself out in the first week. I think the first weekend, and I was like, "Oh, I'm doing a horrible job and all this stuff." And I realized I just need a break. And then like the, it took me a little while, but then I kind of realized the reason why I'm not working at like nine o'clock every night is because I'm getting up and starting work at nine a.m. It's not because I'm not doing anything. It's because a I'm losing time. Like at least for us, we had buses, so like it takes a second to get to class, and also you're probably doing stuff for you're also having interaction with friends. Like even getting dinner, it's more of a time like spent because you're going, you're talking with your friends and that was a big thing. Now I eat dinner, it takes me 15 minutes and then I'm like, okay, what do I do? So like, it's okay that your schedule, if you're not working at, until like midnight, that's okay. It's your own schedule, it's how you set it. And like, for me, I had to set boundaries. I'm like, okay, nine to seven. I can work all I want in that. If I'm really getting behind, I can move it to eight. But after that, like, take a break because and then I was more productive during the time I got more done and then I was like I felt like the time I had at the end of the day was well deserved versus like if I think I could work till midnight 
maybe I'll be less productive in the middle of the day because I'm like, oh, I have so many more hours left to work. So like, it's okay to be working different hours. Like, know that it's different. And you're also, you just have a lot more time because you're not going to classes. You're not, there's a lot of things you're not doing. So you can use that. You don't have to just use that time to study. And I feel like that's, that was the biggest lesson I learned the first three weeks. But um, I don't know, what are some things you guys learned that were little, that you had to adjust for your schedule or just that were, I don't know, different for this Zoom university? Honestly, for me, I've been all over the place the first two weeks. I was like on a schedule because I had to babysit my cousins while their parents were away. So I had to put myself on a schedule for them because I had to take care of them. So I'd wake up, work for an hour or two because I have a part-time job and then I would do my lectures. And then if I had an assignment due, then I would do that and I'd make dinner, all that. And then as soon as their parents got back home and I went home, I was exhausted. And I like, just was like in bed all day for like two days. And so now I'm just trying to get back into a routine. I have a bad habit of um, not doing well with like my sleep schedule and eating. That's the biggest thing. We got to remember to, you would think we'd all remember to sleep because we're at home all day, but we don't always. And it's just, I feel like also like, I've just been getting to the point where I get stressed. So I sometimes just like wake up in the middle. I, I like didn't have like, I didn't suffer with insomnia ever really much. But then this summer, I just had like a couple nights where it's just like waking up at like 4 a.m. And I'm like, great this is awesome and it's you need to remember to get your sleep and you need to like I think that's another good thing and why like everyone it works different but for me it works well to like get up earlier and then like have like my end of the day be like my little bit of time like to myself is like because if I'm working right before going to bed I'm gonna have like math equations running to my head as I'm falling asleep or if like, if I did bad on a quiz, that's all that's going to be running through my head. So I'd rather like get it done earlier and then just like give myself a break. Like you're done, breathe. And then, um, then like I can sleep at ease. I'm not just thinking about like every single assignment I need to do. I've been having nightmares about having the virus. <laughs> I've been having really weird dreams. I don't know what it is. I guess just the stress of having to be at home all the time and all this work and things like that. Oh my God, the COVID dreams. I've n- never in my life did I think I'd be having nightmares about like, I had a nightmare I was on campus and like like one of the like food places that like took meal swipes. There's like a bunch of people and no one was wearing a mask and I didn't have my, you know, like it, it, it's gone to that point. Like it's, not, it, it's, it's, it, it's insane. Like we're living in a different world. University is going to look different. And even now, like, our fears are different now. I'm like, I'm not scared that I'm going to, like, do something to embarrass myself, like, in a class. I'm like, no, I'm scared I'm going to, like, be somewhere without a mask during COVID. It's, like, it's so weird. Right. No, the stakes are higher, like, in terms of our fears on, obviously, that external level, which is keep yourself safe. Do not get sick. Do not spread the virus to others. But also, I think for a lot of us that are pretty isolated and inside, one of the things that really you know has made an appearance is I feel like we get a lot more time with our own minds and that can be super super great or it can be really really harrowing and difficult to get through because I mean yeah you can get I I know my mind gets really overactive when you know there's nothing there's no one there to kind of put a put a pot on it and talk me through and and you're just there to deal with the information that I mean, really, it's yours. You're producing it. But the brain is an interesting space. And (laughs) I mean, 
I think it, it takes a lot of our energy. That's, that's one thing we can't really forget. We have all this energy that we have to use on our work and, and our studying and all this. But one thing that's already asking a lot of us is just keeping our own mental health in check and keeping ourselves healthy. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I think, more difficult for the situation that a lot of us are in. And so it requires a lot more attention to detail. But yeah, I mean, when you were talking about fears and you know, nightmares and everything, I know that's something I've definitely experienced way more in the last six months than I have ever have pretty much in my entire life. I think it is important to have a certain level of that, of that consciousness, um, even as things do start to reopen, because that's healthy. That's what's keeping us um, motivated to, to prevent the spread. Uh, but I do think that that whole issue, we could literally have, you know, a whole separate discussion, hour long discussion about um, how student different students at different colleges are dealing with the whole mask issue. Um, so I know, I mean, my school temple started out in person, in like a hybrid that they thought would be really successful. And now we're completely online. And it wasn't because a bunch of students were doing bad things. It could have just happened from one group of people. So I do think that that level, uh, that cautiousness is important, but I also think that it's important to have an outlet for that COVID-19 anxiety, whether it's a structured group therapy that you get through your university for free, or, um, you know, therapists, believe it or not, are taking new clients right now. Um, but just having healthy outlets for that, because I'm also, I've never dealt with insomnia before. I've always like, my head hits the pillow, I'm asleep and I'm in a very deep sleep. But yesterday I was up until like 4 a.m. just thinking about everything going on. Um, so, so just carving out 20 minutes to brainstorm some healthy outlets I think would be very beneficial for students to do. And there are healthy ways to still socialize and get your mind off of things. Like, um, it's difficult to make friends in classes right now, but if you just like private message someone like, uh, you know, to compliment or that they're like, my cat comes into my Zoom calls a lot. So people will private message me and tell me I have a cute cat. And that has literally started conversations, gotten phone numbers. We do the homework over Zoom together, little things like that. So really just pushing yourself, even if you're nervous to, to connect with people in that way so that you can have structured but safe social time. Right, and I think those outlets are really important because as you as you said, Amia, like it's all about like, we've been really sitting with our thoughts and things from the past or like, um, which like good experiences, bad experiences, uh, they've just kind of been coming at us even though there's nothing going on presently, but like things of the past have really resurfaced for a lot of us and maybe like um, in addition to like the external fear of everything that's going on, um, even for those COVID dreams are real. Like I had one where I was in a high speed car chase and I know that that's not happening right now, but I think that's very symbolic of like us feeling that, you know, uh, just, okay, I'm having these thoughts. Um, I need to process them. Uh, what can I do so I can, because it's kind of us or maybe like a healthy space. That's the only way to take care of it. So I think it's really important to like plan. Um, for me, I need like a good amount of time Time before I go to bed like just to listen to peaceful music just instrumental like nothing no words I just need that like just that piece that um, in the music that really reflects on me myself and um, I'm also in like a group therapy and it's been helping a lot with everyone sharing and even with this podcast too I'm seeing that I'm not alone and that matters a lot yeah I think like 
I feel like the way you talk about the podcast, like that's how I felt about like joining my university. Cause at first, like, I mean, I heard about it from someone and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I started coming to meetings and I started feeling like, oh my God, like, this is really cool. And I started feeling like I was doing something and I was like, like just seeing this blossom and grow and like being able to help, like even in the slightest bit, like it just feels like you're a part of something and you're doing something. There's still, the fact that this came from like co this like COVID, like during this COVID time is like so amazing to me. And it's just, I feel like it's one of those things I've got had to do where it's like, I'm like motivated to do something like other than just schoolwork. And it's just been like a positive light because there's so many people here and everyone's like so wonderful. But, um, what was I saying? But yeah, it's like having these like busy work things that like you enjoy that aren't just schoolwork has been so good because I'm like one of the biggest like, like victims of the whole, like I live in my head and I will like tear myself down if I'm in my head too much. So like doing stuff that's like, positive it kind of gets you out of it and it keeps you it keeps you motivated and happy without like just living in your head and I think that's so amazing I think um finding virtual volunteer activities is I mean a lot of people are doing it now but they're still pretty easy to find I think um or just doing stuff for your school or volunteering to do something for a school club anything like that that you can do remotely it's very important, especially in this time when we feel like we have no control over a ton of situations and current events in the world, especially at our age where it's like we're very, especially our generation, we're like very aware of these events and they're very hard to block out because, you know, when I'm not in Zoom and I'm taking a break and it's not a productive break, I'm on Instagram and I'm seeing these headlines all the time. Um, yeah, so so virtual volunteering, even if it's an hour a week or so, um, you know, people are very flexible these days, like, especially since they know students have a lot going on. Um, it, it really helps you feel like you're gaining a little bit of control over the world in a positive and meaningful way. And also touching on Amia's point real, or no, it was Aparna's point, sorry. Touching on Aparna's point really quickly about the instrumental music, I think that's awesome. Um, back in August, I started kind of doing short meditations before bed because I have a really bad habit of going on my phone before sleeping that I know I should stop and I was having trouble stopping it. Um, and I was really discouraged at first because I could not focus without my phone for like a five or 10 minute meditation. It was very discouraging. I felt really bad about myself and like I was like just bad at meditating and also couldn't go more than five minutes without my phone, which sucks. Um, but I stuck with it and I was like, I'm going to stick with this for at least like 15 days. And if it still sucks, I can stop doing it, but I'm going to stick with it. And it did get easier, very like little by little, but it did get easier. So don't give up if you're having trouble shutting off your brain because it does not happen automatically. The majority of us, especially students, can't just sit there and be like, I'm not going to think about anything and just like focus on that because you're so busy focusing on trying not to think about anything that you start thinking about things. So, um, but I think it's definitely a good tip and it's something, it's a skill to build and work on. So guys, it's been a really insightful conversation with you all. And uh, as Maria proposed, there's like a wrap up question for um, us and it's what's something good or positive you've learned during our time with Zoom University? So we can go around and see what everyone has to say. I can start. Um, something really positive that I've learned is that even when you think you're alone and struggling, whether it's with paying attention in class or learning material or feeling 
inadequate, like you're being lazy or something since you're inside all the time, even if you feel really alone with it, chances are almost everyone else is feeling the exact same way. Um, so it's important to reach out to people, especially during these times, because people are more sympathetic than you think. Um, and of course, there are going to be people who are not like that, but the vast majority are good people. So don't ever be afraid to reach out because the worst thing that can happen is they don't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. To piggyback off of that, I mean, I think the main thing that I've learned, other than the fact that you really have got to be proactive about reaching out to the people that you can support and that can support you in return, there's also been some real value for me in just recognizing that, you know, it feels like everything has shut down, but even if I'm alone with myself, that is who I'm alone with. I'm here. And any one of us can do so much with this extra time that we've been given. And it's really just such a good chance to move forward on things that you might not have been able to before all of this went down. And I know for me, it's been really, really nice to see that I actually am capable of using my time well and acting on the things that are important to me and the things that I want to accomplish. So I really hope that that's something we can all remember as this crazy new normal continues. Yeah, something I learned somewhere is that I can do a lot more during the day than I thought I was capable of. Uh, as much as I'd love to be in a classroom right now, it's nice to be able to still do other hobbies throughout the day and just do stuff at my own pace. So that's been good. I guess for me, the thing I learned was just, even though like, I felt like, oh, I'm losing an entire year of like my college experience. I'm just gonna be stuck in this state. I'm gonna like, I'm not gonna grow. I'm just gonna revert back to like my shy, very like sheltered high school self. But I think I've learned that you can still grow and still like be like very like, you don't have to sacrifice who you are because you're like stuck here. Like I honestly, I think I've grown more as a person these past few months than I did like a lot of high school. And I think you can still grow, you can still adapt, you can still change and you can still like, it, it's a crazy experience, but your life hasn't stopped. You're still growing and you're still learning and you can still like try new things. It's just a little harder and you got to get a bit more creative, but yeah. I really like all these insights you guys have brought in. They're so diverse. And I feel like each of them is like a lesson or like just a positive like reflection that you guys have uh, felt during this time. And for me, um, I think the biggest thing that, I guess mostly that I've, I've learned is uh, just to keep up my confidence. Like it's really easy because we're not really, really out there to accomplish much in the physical world or, um, you know, being out there is completely different compared to you know having your own more um, introverted accomplishments in one way. And uh, for me, like, sometimes I'm just like, I wake up wearing like sweats and like having like droopy eyes every day. But, and uh, I just feel like, oh, where's life going? It just feels kind of stagnant. But I have to know that part of my confidence also stems from being happy with who I am, um, knowing that this is something that's building character in me, building a good work ethic. And um, like I said, uh, also just being, proud of who I am and really developing myself to be who I want to and living every day one by one. Yeah, that was great. I, I That was actually very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank Amia again. Uh, we really appreciated you being here.
here and, and talking with us and kind of changing things up for everyone who listens in on me. So thank you. Thank you guys. It's such a pleasure to be here and hear every wonderful thing that everybody's learned. You guys have some really amazing perspectives. So I'm very grateful. So thank you everyone. See you next time on Mindburst.